and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Toysher. Um, and Sarah and I have already been talking for about an hour and a half. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we'll still have stuff to talk about for this podcast we'll you're listening about... to. <laughs> well, hopefully we just got all of the, uh, you know, depressing state of the world, um, yeah. you know, kind of pent up feelings out of the way so we don't have to burden yeah. the podcast with, you know, uh, just the normal horror that is everyday life in America. Because presumably now, if you're but... listening, you are sort of like-minded people, I hope, and you also know that things are bad. Right. You know, things are bad, and I feel like at this point in the pandemic, I officially, like, have no more, like, there's just, I haven't lived any kind of life outside of my apartment and outside of, like, COVID anxiety in (laughs) so long that I'm like, what even, I don't know, it's both the, uh, the mixture of quarantine, you know, ish life plus maternity leave. I truly have no sense of time anymore. I know. Yeah. When was the last time we recorded an episode? Was it last week? Was it two months ago? I if I well, thought that I didn't time have time works sense differently before... in quarantine. It's like a different right. Um, you know that what's that old thing where like a guy goes to outer space and his twin stays on Earth and he like rotates the galaxy or something and then he comes back. Um, like, are you talking about the plot of the Jodie Foster film Contact? It's possible. No, I just she remember like go. in like a science book in elementary school. There, I remember the picture, yeah. like the drawing of it specifically. They had the guy come back to Earth and his like twin had like a long beard. And the guy yeah. like still was like young and hot. So yeah, um, it was only a day in space. It was a day and in space. Was, and that's basically was... like quarantine. But right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I thought that I didn't have any sense of time just when I was quarantining and like, you know, never like na- it's like that plus not working um on maternity leave mm. is really I actually showed up for a CPR class on Sunday that was actually supposed to be like 2 days later and I'm like, but today is the 13th and they're like, wow. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's not today. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that's but that's okay. I once showed up like to the airport a day early, brand. so <laughs> and, then, and then tried to check into my much flight. Much more annoying. And then and like, had to turn around and just walk out of the walk out of the <laughs> walk out of the nope. checking area, just as if I like meant to just go in and touch the Delta like check-in kiosks a bunch of times, and then just like yep. walk back out into twenty-degree Cleveland weather. Yeah, that was uh, super normal. Um, that's much worse. That's <laughs> so much worse. it's okay. I, yeah, I had okay. no so then, pandemic to blame. It was just my own right. inability to. I know. I'm like out here Saturday trying to blame. Sunday. Yeah, I'm like out here trying to blame exist like you know all these circumstances for my complete inability to like use a calendar. But really, that's just on me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Saying uh, there's going to be the debut of two new TV network esque entities um, coming up. We're going to talk about one of them, uh, NBC's Peacock, but the other one. Name. Yeah, right. Like that doesn't. It's, it's just real too bad. That that doesn't have a ring to it, unfortunately. I I can't. Uh. And then um, also HBO Max is about to happen as. Why just 
HBO Max. Why? I still don't understand. I, I, I typed in, I was looking for I May Destroy You the other day on Hulu, and Hulu's platform remains to me, like, completely unintelligible. I can oh, absolutely. find what I'm looking for. No, it's it's impossible, the interface. I don't, I yeah. feel like most streaming services, actually, like, the interface is terrible and it's like it is, yeah. why but like Hulu is it still specifically like i couldn't and i couldn't remember if it was i will destroy you or i may destroy you so i typed in i will i couldn't find it so then like i did what i always do which is just type in hbo into the search and like get then i get to like the hbo website which inexplicably doesn't match the other shows like mm-hmm. they don't just put every so but like the 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 prompt and the search bar was HBO Max. I'm like, if you say so, I don't yes. know. Like, I don't <laughs> Why know. Not? <laughs> Whatever I pay for. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I've, uh, well, I, just my other gripe on that is that Hulu can never seem to remember the last thing that I was watching. Like, even if I have just watched 10 episodes of a show in a row, the next time I get onto Hulu, it'll be like, do you want to watch any of these eight other shows that you, like, have never watched or before? Or you press play, and it'll just be like, we're just going back one episode. Or forward like, one episode. I, this, yeah. like, I can't... I also, have you ever tried to cast, like, Chromecast on Hulu? It is impossible i have an apple tv so i have not oh that's right you have apple tv oh my goodness that's also a terrible interface is like i listeners if you've also had trouble using chromecast with hulu (laughs) you are please write in to booptubecast at gmail.com is that our email sarah p.o box uh it's booptubecast yes at gmail.com at gmail.com and tell us about your experience because my roommates and i Cannot figure out what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no way to do it. <laughs> it's it's truly like you can get it eventually, but you just have to. There there's some like Morse code you have to hit with the with the play button to get it to like to go. It's very weird. Anyway, this is not a Hulu podcast. I mean, but it is a it you is know a it bit. can be a it, yeah. It, first of all, kind of is. <laughs> second of all griping about streaming platforms is is definitely something that i uh yeah i think it's right in my wheelhouse um every time i get onto hbo go on apple tv it first gives me a giant screen reminding me that apple uh, hbo go will no longer exist i guess as of the end of this month but why is it different Amanda, I didn't mean to sound like I'm crying. Amanda, but like, I don't get I, it. If I could tell you, I would. <laughs> I was like, wait, why does the There's existence of HBO Max something kind of Orwellian about it. They're like, you don't that... have HBO Go now. You have HBO Max. You have all the same shows, but you can't get it through HBO Go. Well, like, it's why? even worse if you're uh, actually um, using your parents' HBO subscription to log into HBO Go, which apparently I can't do anymore if I, if, uh, unless they get HBO Max. So like, but just them having HBO. But it's still just HBO. <sighs> but is right? it? You're still no, getting I think the it's same content, diff- right? You are getting, I guess, the same So why data? is it differentiated in like what you're, I think that like HBO regular it's is like maybe going to be those less Twix money. advertisements. So like, are you the left side of the Twix bar or the right side? And, like, right. They know it's a joke, but HBO doesn't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I I think that if you just want like regular HBO, maybe it's going to be 
Bless my... I don't... I truly have no idea. And I, like, every... I've, like, tried to figure it out once or twice and then, like, gotten bored three seconds into the process. I think that's... I'm sure it's not actually as... Like, we both... No, it's literally... Yeah. But, like, (laughs) you know, I, I think, like, it's not interesting enough, but it is very weird. It's... I find it weird and and unsavory um also uh there you know sesame street is on hbo slash hbo max now like this is where sesame street lives and i just want to give a plug to a very um interesting article on the history of sesame street um in, don't you uh, say anything bad about Sesame? I don't want to know. It's like Sesame Street and James Marsden. I don't want to know anything. <laughs> okay, and that's fine. That's fine. And it's actually, it's not necessarily. It's not like Sesame Street is bad. It's more like it's like it's like about the history of Sesame Street and how it came to be. Um, it's a New Yorker article from like I think I was just catching up on some New Yorkers. Um. And it's by Jill Lepore, who does, like, who wrote, like, the history of uh, Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Um, So it was was actually really interesting, but it was also about how in, like, recent years, Sesame Street has just kind of become a very, like, diluted version of what it once was, uh, which Mm -hmm. I haven't really been up on Sesame Street in a long time, but I suspect that I will be again. Um, And anyway interesting plug yeah well and just like they're worried that like trump will just be like no more money well i mean the fact that it's doesn't even air well it doesn't even matter because it doesn't even air first on pbs anymore it airs first on hbo and then pbs gets it that's right like later on yeah which is part of the problem that they were kind of she was kind of bringing up so are the sex scenes better now (laughs) yeah the um the you know hardcore sex scenes i think have become more authentic <laughs> bert it's yeah the bert and ernie scenes are markedly different on they've HBO always been at the forefront were... I, you know mm. of <laughs> yeah. of sexual politics in this country <laughs> um all right so we can move on to the television part of our television podcast i guess um yeah. if we must um so something that i watched this week which i absolutely loved was uh speaking of hbo (laughs) um was the show betty on hbo which yeah i saw commercials about that a while ago i was was, i was kind of un i was also uninspired by the commercials and just like didn't have anything to do and decided to watch the first episode and then watched all of them essentially in one afternoon there's only six and they're like half an hour each um it's really delightful. It's it's about lady skate culture uh, in New York, specifically like a specific cohort of women skateboarders. Um, and they're actually... So are you saying that they're cooler than us? Oh, it's no contest, <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> it's... Pretty everyone on TV is way cooler than me. I wouldn't say everyone, but these people, definitely. <laughs> well, everyone not on CBS. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really wonderful. So it's actual skate skaters, um, and they're playing kind of fictionalized versions of themselves 
Um, oh, interesting. So yeah. they're like actually doing fun tricks and stuff. They are. They're doing all of the skating. Yes. I do like to watch some good skate tricks. It's pretty It's pretty great. Um, it's create. So you're talking about this one, uh, Crystal Moselle, who directed a movie called Skate Kitchen a couple of years ago, which now I also really want to watch. Um, and it, it was the same, I think, pretty much the same cast, plus a few um actual actors but uh other than that the same cast of skaters um playing them you know again fictionalized versions of themselves and so it's just like basically takes place over maybe the course of like a week or two in their lives in new york and just you know some you know just different stuff that happens my favorite character is kurt who is a um really awesome she's a lesbian she's a pothead and she um also has like a wild temper that she like kind of so which i feel like those two pothead and like you know pothead kind of like go don't you know don't normally go hand in hand but um she's really fun she takes mushrooms in one episode and goes to a pet store and buys a pet rat and like just they well they like just like bond hanging out while she's high in the park it's really cute um yeah i think it's a really cool little show um you know it's not like because these are not real quote-unquote real actors like the acting isn't like the greatest you know thing in the world but it's i but i it's but it's totally i mean but it's definitely good and watching them is really fun these women are like actually friends i think in in real life um and i just really enjoyed it it was really delightful um well i'm an expert on um skateboarding mm -hmm. i know that i've because i've told you i i had to cover the x games no (laughs) did you have to cover the skateboarding uh no for who the, the for the plane dealer in cleveland the the x games came to cleveland that summer and you know cleveland's like a small like formerly large american city and so like any time that they can get like big conferences and stuff like that's actual like news right they get like excited and usually they are like we bet we those places like really want good like local coverage so they but the plane dealer the newsroom they were like the X Games are this this weekend, and they didn't they didn't like all the sports reporters were like we're not doing that <laughs> we're we're not doing that we're covering baseball and um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to cover skateboarding because it was kind of dumb and uh, like I mean like skateboarding itself is cool yeah I just mean like these but these the X Games, games is so dumb. they sent yeah. the interns because I was just like a metro desk intern and so like me this up like the two other metro interns the photography intern and the sports desk intern all had to go cover this and like the sports desk intern he was just like he's just like I've got this like, I'm gonna do my own thing and Leah the other like one of the other reporters and I we just had no clue what we were doing their PR the it was like the mountain dew was the big like the pr team of this uh this like festival or whatever they were so bad like such horrible (laughs) pr they were such assholes um they like yelled at us once and like copied my editor because we had referred to them by the wrong name in our first story about the <laughs> games and and then like but like we opened up the, all the literature they had given us and like 
everything had the name we had used. Like we were very careful, like <laughs> like interns, right? And like they had just they had called themselves the wrong thing and everything they gave us. Oh my god, I love they were, it. They were horrible, but I interviewed I interviewed Sean White and Ryan Shecklin. Yes. Because I was the biggest reporter there, right? It was like the plain dealer. They're like, oh, the plain dealer's here. They didn't know that I was just an intern. <laughs> and I had no idea what to ask them. And it was like, at that time, Ryan Sheckler had like an MTV show. And I was just like, so how did you do out there? And he's like, good. I was good. They were like both very polite to me, but I asked, I had no questions. That's amazing. Anyway. You had no questions. I had no questions. I was like, well, and then like I had to tailor everything to the way the plain dealer covered stuff. I was like, I was like, how are you liking Cleveland? They're like, um, the lake is really cool. I'm like, yeah, that is cool. It's been nice weather, right? They're like, yeah, beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it's great in the summer. Good luck with your alley. Alley. Oops. Thing. <laughs> They're just anyway. like staring at you blankly. Yeah, you, it was a uniquely humiliating week in a lot of ways. Um, but anyway, I know uh, a lot about skating. Yeah, by a this, lot I mean remarkably little. No, I how mean much I had to. Yeah. As America's preeminent uh, skating journalist, um, it's good to have that perspective. Um, no, it's pretty. It's, anyway, it sounds fun. It's a sweet show. It is really. It is really fun if you need like a kind of you know pick me up for uh the afternoon i mean it's not like all sunshine and roses but it's um i just really enjoyed it it's already been renewed for a second season so i'm oh, hoping nice. the second season is uh is a little bit longer because they kind of like just a couple of you know some things that they pick up don't really get resolved in like mm. six episodes so but i'm excited for more i think it's a pretty pretty awesome addition to the hbo why not? Nice. Um, what about you? What are you watching? Um, so, let's see. I'm going to scroll. I watched um, Unsolved Mysteries, like the reboot that Netflix did. Yes. You, did you watch? I did. I watched, watched a couple I, no, a of couple, them. right? Yes, I watched a couple of them. I want to watch more of them. Um, Which ones did you watch? So, I watched, you texted me and told me I needed to watch the episode on the Berkshires uh, UFO incident. Yes, yes. So, I know you watched that one. I watched that one. I also watched the one about um, the terrible mother who... Pro- oh gosh, that one's so that sad. That one's really sad. Who who like probably That's the last one. Yeah, who yeah, probably the one right after you, her so you watched you watched it after the UFO one. Then. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, um, who yeah, she murders her husband and then probably murders her own daughter who was going like, to Like most definitely. Uh, certainly. Um, it was going to testify against her in um a trial about her husband or about her her uh stepdad's murder. That one was I didn't like that one. Just that one was really sad. It was Maybe really sad. And the mom has custody of the daughter. The mom has custody kid? of the, the her the daughter, like her grandchild of like the, the after son of the daughter she murdered. Being a horrible, like she allegedly or likely murdered. Yeah. Yeah. After being a horrible custodian of her six daughters, you know, like not giving a shit about yeah, like, them. Also improbable. Yes. Of daughters. Yeah. But... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, like I can't. How did she? Yes. How did yeah. she have six daughters? But... Um. But no, it's that that one's that one was a sad one for them to end on, but um, yeah. because it also was like the least mysterious one, because that one was the most like right. I was like, this obvious, is pretty straightforward. But... She murdered both yeah, of these people. Yeah, like it's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, 
but the but UFO the one, UFO I one is really fun. I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, it's like very. There's not a whole lot of like substance there, and I felt like the reenactments they could have had a lot more fun with and done more. Right, they um, were they were working really hard to make them like just kind of mysterious, and I was like, no, 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 go harder I feel like on the, the science old fiction. Unsolved mysteries had like really creepy. So here's like, something that's interesting: is I never really watched the original show, and I don't know I, how that's possible because it's I know that's actually really surprises me. Right up my alley. Like, yeah. especially at that time, you know? But they would have, like, reenactments that were kind of creepy. I, I never watched it. It scared me. Um, yes. I think I that's actually I was, like, maybe of, like, why I didn't watch it. Well, because it was real. And it was yeah. also, like, a, usually, it was often, like, it was a little more paranormal, like, but it was often about people, like, dying. And it upset me. But, like, um, these, the, the reboot, the six episodes they did, they're all, except for the UFO one, related to, like, someone's death or disappearance or murder um and so like the ufo one is kind of this like breath of fresh air because it's just like oh these kids got like abducted it's and it's also it just reads as if you know it's like a greatest hits of you for ufo lovers they have like a gas station guy and like someone mentioning swamp gas yeah. They have lost time. Lost time uh, of being like taken aboard lights. a ship and seeing other people on the ship. And it was all just kids. It's, yeah. And um, the alienation that they felt from the rest of the town yes. for being, telling the truth. Like, everything about it, it's just like, is this... Uh, anyway, it's, I loved it. It was yeah, fun. Absolutely. It, it was like, I mean... Oh god, the guy in the gas station who's just like... He's so great! Kind of flipping <laughs> out. And I mean... I also am now desperate. I was like, are you real? <laughs> I know. I, I, I mean, but it's also a crazy story. Like, that. I mean, it yes. is kind of a crazy story where it's like, in, in 1969, um, like 15 people across three different towns in western Massachusetts all had this experience with a UFO. It um, is and this crazy. one woman who claims that she was actually taken aboard the ship um and and saw another kid and saw another kid who also saw the ufo that night um he says he saw her oh she doesn't yeah because he's like she was looking terrified oh maybe maybe you're right it's one way or the other one of them i think that you're right i think you're right i think he saw her she she remembers being on the ship she remembers being but i don't think she remembers seeing him yeah Yeah. but she was so scared yes Um, yes um I just, yeah, I thought that was, that was a great story. I also really desperately want to go to the, um, uh, there's, there's a bridge in the town of Sheffield, Massachusetts. It's like a covered bridge. I looked this up and like the one guy who um, was driving with his mom. With his family. And yeah. His and apparently that bridge now has like a plaque outside of it and everything oh cool uh that's like yeah because then they got the like site. taken to a parking lot and that yes. like everything was the same except the drivers had switched oh that was so cool <laughs> i know and then they had to like leave the town because she was like exiled and you know for like talking about yeah, yeah. i um thought that that episode was great uh what did you think of like the the show overall like it was good. I mean, I kind of was hoping it'd be a little bit more creepier, like paranormally. And usually with 
unsolved cases or disappearances or like murders they can't figure out my my skeptic reaction is always like well it's the mob it was like it was organized crime Maybe yeah you can't you know but um these each one is a little different um you know there's so there's there's one that definitely feels just like kind of like a true crime story about this french guy that um most likely killed his family um Hmm. and then escaped like planned like an elaborate like fake suicide uh, mission that but like he actually just escaped and like there's something else going on there right he like had he had sent these letters after he murdered his family basically saying you know oh we've been working undercover with the usdea to uncover a drug bust like it it, or drug (laughs) ring and it's very much like like okay monsieur yes you have but um that one and then like the first one it's like a a guy falls and they don't know what he was doing there. Um, and it's very clearly like his employer, this friend that he was working for this financial, um, uh, prognosticating firm or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, was clearly up to something. Cause within a day of this guy's death, they had, um, put gag orders on all of their employees and it's just very suspicious, but there's one that, um, is also really sad but I think people should watch. Um, and it's about this guy. It's outside of Wichita, I think. It's in Kansas. Um, or maybe Topeka. Anyway, he goes to a party with some friends. He's black and the friends he goes with are all white. And they go to this party in another county where, like, in this tiny town where it's, you know, pretty unwelcoming to people of color. And he's at this party. And then his friends all leave at different times. I mean, they're all drinking and like driving and whatever, and they all go at different times. And it's, it's upsetting. Cause they're like, there had been, according to their stories, they, when they were all at the party together, there this been this one guy that had been giving, um, uh, the, the, the black guy a really hard time and just being super racist. And it's, so if you're mm. watching and you're kind of like, why would you leave your black friend at this party? Why would you do that? Right. Like, um, and then he never comes home and there's this whole upsetting thing where the police kind of just do like, and the FBI gets involved as a possible hate crime because of just like some of the stories people were telling about the party and just, you know, rumors that were going around this town and they just do this really, you know, half-assed sort of search. And then the family ends up do, getting permission from the local sheriff to do a search like a full two months later. And they find him right away within like half an hour. So like there's some speculation that maybe the body had been dumped. That they had t- like the sheriff had tipped, talked to someone who tipped off someone that there the family would be doing a search. So it's just horrible that the family found him. Um, anyway, the uh. FBI just, I think this spring, quite recently, maybe it, within the last year, announced that they were reopening the investigation as a hate crime. Um, so that's good news. Um, so it, that's a really sad one because it's also another one where you're kind of like I don't know how much of a mystery this is I think it's you know you're, did, you would assume based on everything we've been told at least in this episode that what happened was like a racially motivated killing mm-hmm. or, or fight um, and it's really sad just how little was done to try to get to the bottom of it because no one in the town really came, I don't know mm. so that one but I do think people should should see that just because it's um you know, it's edifying to see those kind of things happening. And this was just in the last, this was maybe in 2011, not that long ago. Hmm. Um, 
Then the one that most people are talking about, though, is this one where a woman um, is killed um, and she she disappears from the salon that she owns in, in Georgia. And they, they don't find her for months, but they... Um, what makes this the episode kind of like a little more eerie and I hate, I hate to say the word fun because you're talking about a woman being killed, but mm. her husband, the widower is so creepy and weird and you're watching it. You're like, this man is definitely a sociopath. Like huh. he is so, it is so strange. And her, her son, um, who has this improbable name of, uh, pistol Pistol. oh okay i watched pistol black Black, right okay i watched the first like five minutes of this one and i was so intrigued by his name i I need to watch the rest of it but it really is pistol um and this poor guy he's like our age but he was i think like 15 or 16 when his mom went missing um and his stepdad rob this guy is a total jerk um as soon as she goes missing and the police start investigating it, Rob locked, changed all the locks on the doors hmm. and wouldn't let Pistol get in, right? And, like, just says it's because he didn't like the kid. He was a bad kid and he wasn't disciplined. It's And by all it, it's just crazy. Um, but there's this one part where this guy, this is he seems like a sociopath because he's, he's like, trying to, he's like, what would, what would be an anecdote that would show people that I care? He's like, what, what are actions people do to show they care? And he's not thinking about actually how to oh, he's definitely a be emotive. Oh, he, yeah. he is. And he, he's talking about like how he asked the, the, the mortuary to lay out her remains after they found her because it was just bones. And he like had a, in a room by himself and he just like held the skull for a while. It's just it's wild stuff. He talks about how he was like sleeping with the ashes, but then shows them the box and doesn't and like says he's never opened it before very weird and then he refuses to let pistol have any photos or any of his mom's effects or anything or have the ashes it's it's the man is truly horrifying and it's deeply weird and you come away thinking like he definitely did it Hmm. Um, but it's a very interesting thing to watch and just see like this guy is this is actually a sociopath like this and my our, our friend tess who is a um, licensed uh, trauma therapist like was like mm, something's wrong <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah I want to watch um I want to watch more of them I actually think they're the ones I watch I was I, they're pretty well done they're well they're well done yeah um uh, there's also Netflix has already got another batch of them uh and I saw yeah I saw um, that. Yeah. This is I'm for the revival of this form. <laughs> yeah, and they're the, you know they're like only 40 minutes each. Right. So it's kind it's of It's not like you're watching a full true crime documentary. Exactly. Yeah, which exactly. Which is exhausting to me. But, um yeah. Yeah, I do kind of think that the reason that I didn't watch more of Unso- I didn't really watch Unsolved Mysteries initially was I think it just kind of freaked me out. Um, they, they were freaky i really didn't watch them yeah yeah definitely i think the old robert stack version like yeah i kind of miss the the kind of like it's good that they didn't try i think to revive the host aspect of it although i think the tone would have been a little messed up yeah especially exa- with the stories they were telling it would have been very it would have been 
very tone deaf to have someone kind of be like a campy sort of host exactly talking about people's really tragic murders exactly although you know the kind of ironic uh, iconic robert stack in his trench coat like introducing the show isn't i, I, I mean if there were more of them that were like the ufo episode 100 yeah. percent, that'd be great yeah but since five of the six of the this first uh batch are like actual tragic murders and disappearances then you know what they could revive that could like really benefit from that would also be a good fit on netflix uh the old beyond belief did you ever watch that on Fox? I know of it, but no, I didn't watch uh, it. That I was obsessed with, hosted by Star Trek's Jonathan Frakes. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was hosted by Jonathan Frakes, and it was like this, right, this like show where they Number would prevent one. like three stories to you, and then um, at the end he would like reveal which one which ones were real and which ones it's were so crazy. made up. Weird, what a funny a, premise. I know, such a weird, <laughs> totally, a very weird show. Uh, Okay, what the hell? There's a giant ant crawling on my wall. How no! Did it get, how did it get there? It's like an inch long. Oh my gosh, I was, my yoga class today, I was floor. lying down. They're like, relax, let go of your day. And I look over and there's this very small spider just crawling up the wall <laughs> next to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can't relax quite yet. <laughs> no! um, we're on the third floor. How did this giant ant get in the back room of our house, or of our apartment? Um... Okay, well, what, Unsolved what Mysteries. Else have you been watching? So I feel I, like we've got a lot to get through, and I, I probably shouldn't have given every. I enjoyed that. Episode. I Thank enjoyed. You. I enjoyed the synopsis. I was. I hope that was hoping you'd say that. I was going to say the only other thing I was really going to talk about um, was I've also been watching some of this show called Alone, um, and it is pretty. Uh, this show, Amanda. This is not the kind of show that I think. I would normally really be on board with, but it's okay. it's been on the History Channel. It's in the midst of its seventh. You do hate season. learning. I know. <laughs> yeah, please. The History Channel. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, it's but of course, like in keeping with like nothing means anything anymore. This show has nothing to do with history. Um, but it's a <laughs> it's like that one that meme. Of the guy of ancient aliens. Oh, yeah. You know which meme I'm talking about where he's kind of like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just looks like he's stoned out of his gourd. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Okay. The, and, and it's, you know, that's ancient, you know, that's like a form of ancient, ancient history. <laughs> I just, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> okay, but also I think that um the the covered bridge in Sheffield, Massachusetts has like the plaque I think is cuz they showed uh, on Wikipedia they show you the plaque and I think it's also stamped by the ancient aliens people. So they've given that bridge uh with its alien encounter uh their stamp of approval. Um so I, uh, okay, so this show is called Alone. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking at the picture of the incredibly stoned guy. If, if you want if you want to follow along at home, just Google ancient aliens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. These tiny, tiny eyes. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's I love I'm it. sorry. And the Tell fact that he's like doing the thing with his hands. His hands. <laughs> also. He's, he's describing them and he's wearing like a three-piece suit. I also love that the particular ancient aliens clip that you've gotten here um, 
includes the History Channel's, like, little Chiron at the bottom. Yes. And their website was history.com. They were like, we jackpot. We've got (laughs) history.com. Good for us. All the history is here. Yeah. Um, Okay, tell tell me about Alone. So Alone has, like, been on for seven seasons. It's on the seventh season now. And it's, like, a survivalist show where they drop ten people in, like, an incredibly isolated wilderness. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, okay. I, we, like, I, Tom was watching it, and I started watching it with him, and I'm, like, fully into it now. It's, like, it's not like Survivor, where they're all together, you know, trying to survive. This is, like, they're, Fighting. they're each dropped off in, like, a different part of the same wilderness, um, but they would not interact with each other. Like, they wouldn't come across each other they're too far apart um and yeah they each get the same 10 things like same 10 like pieces of supplies that are like you know i I forget what the things are but they're like a knife or whatever um twine and then there's a whole other list of like more items and they can pick any 10 items off of that list i would last like six hours i I I would last like i'd get stung by a bee and would be like producers i really need your help okay in the season that we're watching which takes place in the northwest territories of canada so like practically you know i mean it is the arctic um twist my ankle within an hour oh this woman this the same woman um she uh she cuts her i forget how she cuts her hand initially i think she cuts her hand on her knife but she gets bitten by a squirrel she stabs herself in the leg with her own bow (laughs) and she burns down her shelter which is a real hazard on this show because if you're in like a cold climate your fire is obviously inside your shelter which is made out of you know like logs and stuff and um so multiple people in this season burn their shelter down um and then another guy um he manages to kill a moose um with his bow and he kills a fucking wolverine with his bare hands and a hatchet and a hatchet no yeah but he like wrestles the wolverine and then like they show it no they don't because here's the thing about this is that it's, like, really... I mean, these people are fucking alone. Right, because it's, like, also, if I were the cameraman, would I well, maybe be, like... Would I keep filming a guy wrestling with the Exactly, woman? that was or my question maybe at like, first. Like, sh- How could like, you not have help a tranquilizer them? gun. Yeah. Exactly. No, but they are just given gopros and stuff so they film the whole show there aren't whoa yeah so like when and no alone, one's died no one's died the only thing that they do is they send they do helicopter in uh medical personnel to check on them like every I, I don't remember like how frequent it is but they basically just like you know weigh them and like do a couple other things but i mean unless they're like you know they're not going to take them out if they don't want to leave unless Man, they're the, like, literally on the verge of death or something. The liability waivers must be I can't even insane. imagine. I can't even imagine. And so, like, I mean, in a, and so the winner, the, basically you can tap out at any time. You you have a walkie-talkie where you're just like, I'm tapping out. And then, like, at first dawn, they, like, send a helicopter for you. 
Um, first dawn, first I'd be dawn. like, get me out of here now. Oh, I wouldn't make it to, like, that evening. Yeah. No. That's what's so I'd great the, about I'd it. I'd see the sun going down. I'd be like, all I'm right, too cold. that's enough. That's it's, enough. It's 37 degrees. I need to go be, be inside. I've had quite enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's great about it is, like, you're, I, again, I would, la- I couldn't last 45 minutes out there, but it's fun to, like, project onto these people, like, you know, that's not yeah, how. Like, I would do this. Right, that's not how I would hang my moose fat. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy who managed to kill a moose and a wolverine, he still loses 40 pounds in a month. Like, because they just, like, they have to forage and kill all of their own food. So, like, immediately. That is so much weight. It's and, like, you're just burning calories constantly because it's also freezing. And, like... That's, like, a he, he He loses 40 pounds in a month. He loses 40 pounds in, like, 35 days. Yeah. Holy crud. And, I mean, that's, like, what gets most of them is just they start to, like, starve. Um, And, like, wow. I mean, because they just, like, can't... You also just... You need the energy to be killing. You have things. like you must have such a vitamin def- deficiency. Oh, completely. And then they have to like know a lot about like what animals, like stomachs, they can eat. You know, because like they Ooh. have like certain minerals. But it's wild. I mean, it's also kind of depressing because like only so the the last person standing gets five hundred thousand um, dollars. And I just I just feel like the second to last person should get like hundred thousand you know i mean can you imagine being like anyone who can last a few days the one that we were just watching the last person leaves at like day like 80 or something like that what i I know wait so wait so every episode is a new group no 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 no. it's one group throughout the season but oh so you finished the whole season yeah yeah yeah. Oh, oh okay and so um yeah, but he makes it, like, 80 days or something, which is completely insane. But it's also kind of depressing because, like, a lot of these kind of, I don't know, you really get the impression from these people that, like, they really need the money. And it's like, uh, like, you shouldn't. Wait, are they, so they're not, like, survivors? Oh, no, they are. They are. But, like, they kind of talk, they just talk a lot about, like, how, at least in this season, like, how much this would change their life this one guy is like i'm gonna finally like be able to go visit my grandfather like Aww. you know and it's like i don't know that kind of that aspect of I'll also it's like that aspect of it is kind of a bummer i mean no they're definitely all trained survivalists like they're these are not just like randos like it would be for like casting survivor yeah. like these are like these people all have different experience but they all more or less like you know up to a point like know what they're doing and like how to kill prey and stuff like that but um you know still it's like also i don't know i hope that they the show it's like some of them literally leave in like multiple organ failure and i'm just like this show better be paying their medical bills yeah a little bit there's like that aspect of it i mean it's also but it's just so it's really interesting and because they're like Again, like, there's no camera crew. They are just alone. And they are not allowed to bring anything to do. So you can't have a book. Like, you are just out there. And they start to obviously completely break down psychologically. Just like us. Just like us. (laughs) Where, where, what do we, 
What are we doing right now? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on day, day what, 120? Yeah, day yeah, quarantine log, you know, yeah. day 85. Um, like us, but much, much more badass. Sorry, it's true. Mm, I mean, I am sitting on the floor in my closet right now. <laughs> so, you know. Um, okay, we should talk about the kind of main show that I think we were going to, we both watch yeah. um which oh you wait but i did want you to mention you watched a little bit of perry mason which i did kind of i've seen to... the first two episodes you watched the first i watched episode, the first one and i do want to see more of it um i agree with you that it is incredibly dark yeah i will say after i actually almost thought i had episode, to turn it off uh after well, like yeah. yeah you know they're just considering um the plot of the show, which is like a couple, or the plot of at least the first um, episode, was a couple it's, whose that's, it's baby rough. is kidnapped and killed. Yeah, um, and it's pretty. It's a pretty violent show. Yeah, I shouldn't say it's it. It has some hard to stomach, like images of past violence, and you know, so it's it's not an easy show. Um, it's kind of I'm kind of disappointed by that aspect of it because when it was first announced, if you remember, that just they had that one production still of Matthew Reese with the hat. Yeah, it's like Perry Mason, and like I was so excited. Like ten different people were like, "Hey, Amanda," and because Perry, the whole thing about like the the original Perry Mason uh, series that ran in like the late fifties and early sixties is super formulaic like it's the modern like courtroom procedure exactly it's like a long right? order type show yeah and it was super formulaic like it every episode was like the same structure right like more so than you know uh law and order and you know and also he he's not he's not a prosecutor he's a defense attorney what's interesting is this it's it's an origin story but the only way you can tell it's an origin story is that the names of the are characters. the same. Like, yeah. obviously, Perry Mason, um, and then, like, there are a few, um, like, Della Street is his secretary in the se- original series, and his assistant, Drake, uh, who's, like, his private investigator in the original series, I guess is supposed to be the Drake the cop, I'm assuming. It's hard to tell, because... And I'm assuming the same Della Street is going to be his secretary later. It's just hard to tell because it's an origin story, but you don't get that. I mean, I'm not. So let, let me be, be clear. I'm not like a huge Perry Mason buff. Like I've not seen. It's not like the way I am with Columbo. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love those old kind of shows. And so what I was looking for was a sort of similar comfort with Matthew Reese. Right. And it's not that it is very film noir, but it's also very dark. It's a it's a 1932 police uh, and private detective story, right? And it's not clear why they decided to do it as an origin story because there's nothing I feel super there about the original story. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe to get people to watch by having the same name, but they didn't add anything to it from that. Anyway, I don't. I'm. I wonder so if that they kind of regret going this route now that i don't know I don't everything know. sucks yeah. um but i mean i will say matthew reese the act it's really it's good matthew reese is 
well, obviously incredible. He's Matthew, Reeves. Um, yeah. he's Matthew Reeves. He's so good. He's such a good actor. And um, you get finally get Tatiana Maslany in the second episode. So the first okay. episode, I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure. The second episode, you kind of, the first episode, she was kind of like, I don't know who, like, murdered the baby. This is sad. The second episode, you get the sense that this is a bigger mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to keep watching. And other reviews I've read say that things pick up in the second half of the season. And, like, one reviewer even was like, it's weird. You kind of, by the end of it, you hope there's going to be a second season. Mm-hmm. And you're in the weird position of hoping that it's better than the first. Right. So, you know, I'll keep watching it just because Matthew Reese. But, um, yeah, it's dark. It's, it is dark. Yeah, I... Um... I don't know. I I think I, I I'm like pretty interested. Uh even though I found it. Yeah. I think you'll like the second episode. Yeah, I should yeah. If, if if you think it picks up in the second one, I definitely want to at least watch that one before. And you get like so you get like a couple new characters. You get Tatiana Maslany who's super fun to watch and then um Drake who's um a black cop and I really like the actor and I can't remember his name now. Um it's like Charles something I think um but he's good and I think he's going to be like a major character mm-hmm. um so anyway Perry Mason we're very HBO heavy this week but well because they've got all these shows in their back pocket this I summer know. and like the, nothing else you know uh, it's sorry sorry everyone yeah. HBO um because that's so the other show of... yeah that's the other show we wrote <laughs> <laughs> um also on HBO, um, and yeah, and I talked about Betty. So yeah, this is a really, whatever, HBO stands over here. So I May Destroy You, also on HBO, um, starring Michaela Cole, um, also created by Michaela Cole, mostly written by her, and I think directed, directed I think, largely right? as well. I think it's all her. Yeah. I think it's all her. Um, she's incredible. She's so good. Yeah. She's absolutely incredible. This show, I think, is really mind-blowing. I think at this point, there's been, like, five or six episodes. Uh, I've seen... I think the sixth one might have just... Yeah, I think it was this week. ...dropped. I've seen five, but I Agreed. haven't seen I haven't seen... One yes, yet. I also haven't seen the, the most recent one. Um, but um, it's... Yeah, like you said, this show was so needed, and I absolutely feel the same way it feels very essential yeah um for this this moment in in history to have it just not be a formulaic like not like revenge or not even a teaching sort of show about someone overcoming sexual assault you know like there's been other ones that are really good like what's that one i always forget it the one you really liked with tony collette and merritt weaver oh yeah um it's uh unbelievable unbelievable yeah you're unbelievable exactly Um, exactly the theme song (laughs) (laughs) what if yeah um also that's really that's really good yeah it's also like things we see it's a procedural and it's about like oh and it's good and it's these women and that's not something we'd seen before was like these two women cops doing this that was really great but this show is so i may destroy you is so original um and the perspective is one we don't see enough on TV, yeah. just in terms of identity, um, and especially white Americans. It's it's um, pretty much, I think, like, all the main characters are black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And, like, a couple of them, 
I know at least our like first generation immigrants to London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't see enough shows about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I although actually the comparison Unbelievable is interesting just in that I'm just kind of realizing that both shows. It was just the first show I could think. Oh of no, definitely. But I think assault. also interesting though in both of them though making a point, a a big point I think of both shows though is like the point that people aren't going to necessarily like act the way that you think that they should act sort of following a rape or a sexual assault you know i think is a yes. is a big part of both of them is like you could especially watch i made a story yeah. and you and i think it's you know michaela cole makes it even easier to sort of have someone be like what is um you know like what's wrong with that person you know, in that they're reacting right. to their sexual assault in this way. So the show is based on Michaela Cole's own sexual assault um, from when she was, I think, shooting season two of Chewing Gum. Um, and you can tell that there's a lot of like, personal insight, I think, in in the show. And the scene where she is sort of realizing she's in this fugue state she's at the the publisher's office she'd bit where she had been writing all night before she went out um with friends for a break um you see her sort of realizing what happens and she has this sort of maniacal grin the whole time and she is throughout the episode kind of just pushing the reality aside and just grinning through it being like no way that that just not like denial but a very normal reaction to slowly having it dawn on you that you went through trauma i mean it is kind of a denial i mean she it is but not in like a wholesale way yeah she she knows she she doesn't she has a vision of what happened but she at first i think is really interesting she refuses to acknowledge it as a memory yeah you know um and i think not it, until she's actually in her interview yeah with the, with the police yeah yeah but i do think it's it's a gradual sort of she keeps getting little bits where she at first is like no and then accepts it and they eventually pile and culminate into the moment where she's in the uh interview room and the officer says is he looking at you and she starts crying that's the moment where i think i feel like it all hit her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i had no idea that this was based on michaela cole's um actual experience which really just gives the whole series a um i you know it just kind of it just hits you even more in the gut i think yeah um and i mean she is incredible i didn't really know honestly i didn't really know what the (laughs) i didn't really know what the show is about uh, even when i turned it on other than it is a project from michaela cole who like same no you know i remember about this last episode where i was like i'm gonna watch this because i like michaela cole but in typical hbo fashion the 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 trailers the, the the commercials for it don't really give you much information this and it was similar to way they advertised run i felt yeah right where it's just kind of a a, a, intriguing a bunch of scenes yeah um and or like kind of you just really a bunch of images from the show but without a lot of context which is makes sense because with both of these shows like 
you can't <laughs> you can't really sum up in like you know kind of a neat trailery sort of way what is is going on here but i mean i think also in case you don't know i mean it's not kind of spoilery to say it, but just the show is um you know it focuses on michaela cole's character uh who is a, a young up-and-coming writer who was given a book deal um based on her you know very clever tweets um so it's Mm -hmm. like a very you know 21st century route to a book deal and she is um right so she's she's you know kind of been writing this book over a period of months she was clearly given like a big advance she's gone and spent some time in italy to write and everything and then she's sort of facing down this deadline um and kind of lets her i think probably um wilder you know parts of her personality sort of get the best of her as like you have something to do (laughs) and then she just goes out and, and parties all night and then has this horrible thing happen to her and and yeah it's exactly a pretty similar thing um happened to Michaela Cole in real life and then she's been you know spent the last couple of years working on on this show which um she is her act like she's just an I mean so she right we were talking about how she is the very a very singular author of the show directing and writing and yeah. and starring in it but her acting is just Incredible. She's such a good actor. Well, she's a very she's got a real gift for just physical comedy, which you saw in Chewing Gum. She's because she's just so expressive. Right, right. Um, it's absolutely she's so expressive. Her everything is like uh, all of her reactions are just like big, but nuanced, yeah. and she can go between emotions just like at this rapid fire pace. Right, and I think that's. There's something very honest about the way she portrays emotions too. Um, that what I was talking about before, where like she's just grinning with her editors, um, and she's clearly not focusing on what they're saying, and she's clearly just focusing on grinning. And you get that impression very fully. The other moment that I really noticed how good her facial expressions were was when after she she makes a very public announcement about this one man and is later uh, reacting to that. She's sitting in her bed and she just starts sobbing, but only for about two seconds. She just, she just sobs Mm -hmm. into her comforter and then immediately is like, no, no. And then she just smiles and takes a bunch of selfies and then posts one to her, uh, to her Instagram and then just gets a bunch of comments. And it's a, the thing is like, that's, it seems weird because we don't see that Mm -hmm. in TV or movies very often, but that is, actually not that strange of a thing to do sometimes you're just overwhelmed with so much emotion and you almost let it get the better of you and Mm -hmm. then you just say no 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 i'm not i'm not i'm gonna distract myself with something else which is what she does with the selfie and instagram so i thought that was super effective yeah and i mean she talks about that in her session with her her therapist how she you know when she starts to feel her emotions getting the better of her the things she says to herself <laughs> like there's a war in syria so there's a war in syria there's a war in syria not everyone has a, cell- a smartphone not everyone has a smartphone <laughs> yeah. how are you doing i'm great great i'm great as long as i'm around people um when i'm alone flashbacks it's just sometimes it gets a bit much mm. what do you do when it gets a bit much I just make sure I'm around someone, anyone. Um, yeah, and if I'm not, I say, 
There are hungry children, there are hungry children, there are hungry children. There's a war in Syria, there's a war in Syria, there's a war in Syria. Or well, not everyone has a smartphone, not everyone has a smartphone, not everyone has a smartphone. To remind myself of the bigger picture. And yeah, and then she's able to sort of like turn those emotions off. But I think, you know, so she's able to then see these um, investigators who are two women who really have a lot of sympathy for her situation and and not just sympathy, but I mean, are are very effective, you know, at at what they're doing, actually trying to, um, you know, comfort her and explain to her that like, yes, it it seems well, like they clearly what, have a lot of training, right? A lot of training in dealing doing with this things kind of trauma. the right way, right? And are priding themselves on that, and and even the fact that so I think what happened. I believe what happened is that she was not, I mean, I think it's that she was um, kind of forced to, to uh, do oral sex on, on this guy, which I think. I thought it was like two guys. It doesn't matter. We don't need to dwell on it. We don't need to dwell on it. But I mean, I think what's interesting there is also that, you know, these, these investigators stress that just because. Oh, you taught, you mean in the show. Right, 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 right. Oh, sorry. The show. Yeah. 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 But, um, and they stress that you know, this is just because it wasn't like vaginal penetration or what, it doesn't mean that it wasn't rape. You know, this is not, yeah. and she kind of goes into this later on, but like, this is not rape adjacent. This is not sort of rapey, you know, and she, at that point yeah. she's talking about it, another experience that she has. Yeah. Um, but then it's contrasted with one of her best friends who has another experience where he's violated and he just Kind of, I mean, I, mean, I think so that, you know. All of that was heartbreaking. I had, awful. I had a hard time with that. Her best um, friend Kwame, who, uh, she's, know. her friends in the show, Terry and Kwame, uh, who are also just, uh, all of the, I just, so all of the characters in the show, all of the acting I find to be so, you know, just, it's really naturalistic. I don't know. Yeah. I, it just, it yeah, feels yeah. like absolutely you would be hanging out with these people and I find their um, friendships so lived in and, you know, especially the friendship between, between yeah, that, Terry and, and Arabella. Um, I love uh, your birth is my birth and your death is my death is something that they say to each other, which like, Aww. you know, is like, and they kind of say it like, obviously they're not trying to be uh, overwrought or anything, but it's clearly just like, and we find out later on that they've known each other for, like at least half their lives at this point um but yeah and i mean i think also not i think michaela cole like you know takes care to with with her plot line while she's um you know really tended to by these investigators who want to solve her case and reassure her that you know what happened to her is this you know is a traumatic experience and she can feel every every feeling that she has is a valid one um and then you know, but just to make the point that, like, obviously not everyone's going to get that kind of care in their Especially experience with the men police. or black men. Totally. Yeah. And then, and Kwame later has his own experience that, of course, has, like, a really flip, uh, flip side of his, his experience with, with the cops. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, so I'm really curious. So there's been, uh, there's been about half, I think there's 10 episodes, so maybe there's a little bit more than halfway done at this point when we're talking but um i'm uh i'm really interested to see where this wraps up i don't know if this is intended to be a show with multiple seasons or if this is kind of just telling this 
story. I don't know, but you know, with HBO, it, it's if they can ring another, they can season. Yeah, out, they because also the the characters are really likable, so yes. I could see him coming back, even if it's not necessarily about this. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, I think what this show also shows is that there's a lot of ways to to get at these issues without it just being the same note you're hitting every time. Like even mm-hmm. the part the flashback episode episode three where they go to Italy and Terry has the experience with these Italian men and she thinks that her whole experience is like consensual and of her own agency mm-hmm. and then at the the end of this experience she sees this like the two of them like make some this like gesture to each other and she realizes that she might have been played in a way yeah she finds um, out she's been manipulated by these men that she's and and she it she just changes this. the whole experience yeah. for her and i think what the show is showing is that there are so many different ways to just have your agency denied you mm-hmm. beyond just penetrative rape mm-hmm. and um it does that really effectively and not in a way that um makes you feel like oh it's just one trauma after the other even though that's actually what it's saying is mm-hmm. that life is often all these different little traumas and we have to recognize them for what they are. And and then there's all these subtle things that they do with, you know, with Kwame's experience at the police station, the fact that the officer he was talking to was wearing a uniform when the two, uh, two women that Michaela got to talk to were dressed in plain clothes. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference in totally. how comfort, you know, comfortable you feel talking about it. it. There's just so many discrepancies, but they didn't feel as if they were... Um, hitting you hard over the head with what um, the differences are. Mm-hmm. It was it was it felt very honest and real. And I think there's a lot it can go, um, a lot of ways it can go that doesn't feel as if it's just rehashing the same thing. So as far as whether it could be a season two, I mean we're only halfway through yeah. the first season, so who knows? But I think the characters are likable enough that like. If it has enough interest, HBO will find a way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, if nothing else, I, I feel like they'll definitely um, be pursuing, you know, more projects with Michaela Cole. Um, she is just, and she's <laughs> she's also our age. She's like, I know she's like 30. I hate when that happens. Three years old or something more. like that. I know. And I'm just like, she. You just told everyone our ages. Everyone, <laughs> no, one, no one listening to this. I'm sorry. Assume. I mean, she's 26. Just like us. Just, Sweet uh, or, summer children. I mean, it's also kind of like who, when you only hear someone's voice. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it is it shameful to be are they Are they 60? Are they 25? Who's to say? Yeah. That's like I remember when I was 29. <laughs> so it, when I was 29 and I mentioned that a group of us were going to Puerto Rico for my 30th. And one of my editors at the time, he was like, you're 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 turning 30 and i was like yes so he's an older man very nice i like him very much um and he's like you're turning 30 i'm like yes and he's like oh and i'm like is that that good is that a good oh and he's like no 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 and he like he he laughed and he's like no 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 don't worry man it's a good oh it's it's a good oh and then like the the conversation changed or whatever and then i i didn't think anything of it but later i was like biking home and i'm like wait a minute like what? What is good? Like either he thought, right. like I don't know what, because thirty is not old. Either right? way, why have like, you been contemplating? Yeah. Well, I don't my... think he had. I don't think he had been. I think my, what I got like hung up on was just like, well, what would be? What is good? 
whether he thought I was older or younger. Like, did he think, because 30 isn't old, right? Did he think I looked like I was 25? It's like, well, what's the difference between 25 and 30, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I guess that's good if he thought I looked 25. But if he thought I was, like, 35, I guess that's conceivably an insult. But also, maybe that's the good thing. Maybe it's better that he thought, like, I was, you know, older than I am. And, like, I'm in this position. Like, oh, you're you're so much, like, like oh, you're way younger than I thought. How... Like, amazing that you got She's this far in life. She's wise beyond her years. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and then also it could be an insult if he's like, I thought you were 25. Like, what are you doing in this job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I like, and I still, still to this day, and I'm like, what did Harold mean? <laughs> and I'm not trying to, uh, you know, diminish Michaela Cole or anything here by being like, but she is like, I mean, to be, you know, this talented and have this much... Um, and I will say, it seems like HBO, I think also if you're like, I mean, in terms of the stories that you're telling as like a network and, you know, I think this wasn't the case with HBO for a long time, which like had a lot of shows that were like, um, you know, the David Simon shows and anyway, just a lot of like very male point of view shows. And in the last several years it does really seem like there has been i don't know if that's a concerted effort or what but there are a lot of shows and especially i'm thinking of like i can't help but think that it must be i some, hope so it's got to be intentional it i has mean to be. They're, I, they're having these conversations totally and i mean but you know i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about you know like for better or worse i'm thinking about like a show like girls where also you know lena dunham was yeah. same thing but, you know I mean, star even run writer. which was like Women yeah women like created totally yeah. but i mean you know lena dunham was also only like in her late 20s when she got this development deal uh to to be also you know pretty much like the singular yeah. author of of uh girls which she had judd apatow but i mean same thing with like michaela cole you know i'm, like, I'm very impressed that they you yeah. know give these these women like young women in particular like the chance to have this kind of um, control over the stories that they, you know, and I was talking about Betty earlier, like Betty's a pretty weird, you know, like this show, this skateboarder show, you know, I mean, it's like a pretty, you're taking a real chance. Like, again, like not only a show that's told from, told about women, but by women telling their Maybe they're like, they're done with Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, finally. Yeah, we can like get, talk about, you know like yeah. write a show with it <laughs> from a very masculine yeah. point of view i say that i know there are like women characters on that show but like also oh mm, no don't yeah. sarah you don't, <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to do that Hedger. i don't have it's to apologize not, yeah for... that show is there are there are awesome women actors on it but i refuse to acknowledge it yeah a show with like, that much awesome, like, rape yeah like, yeah or even but like even character wise that the female characters are actually that exemplary mm-hmm. no they're it's very male gazy and what they de- define as being a strong female character and yeah anyway we i mean we talk everyone, about everyone should know how we feel about game of Thrones, right so. <laughs> yeah this far i won't into belabor this, that three years into this podcast this is not a surprise you should to know. anyone that, that this is how we feel about game of thrones but i mean you know we talk a lot about i think a lot about um or we talk about a lot of shows on HBO and I think that, um, you know, it's just no coincidence that HBO has seemingly put a premium on, you know. No. And I think they know that they're kind of at the 
for lack of a better term, cutting edge of things. They for sure. They, they're they're having those conversations and they have been having those conversations about representation and things like that. Oh, Maybe I they know. haven't been fully executing it, but you know And related to this, can we just talk briefly about the fact that I <laughs> Quibi. Not, well no, not Quibi. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's please not speak of Quibi. Um let's not tarnish our our well, you know uh, it failed. Totally, I love it. It cost like a billion dollars so and it failed. Funny. Um, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. But related to I May Destroy You, I have never seen a period blood clot depicted that was so funny. on a television show. And I've never even seen right. I mean, I've like occasionally seen occasionally seen period sex discussed. uh, Crazy ex girlfriend, Um, discussed, but yeah, not seen. And also, certainly not seen seen. a used tampon (laughs) right on television. A used tampon, right? This right, right. There's a used tampon, and then there is yeah. I mean, so there's a whole scene where uh, Arabella is um, having sex with her Italian boyfriend, and she kind of starts to back off because she realizes that she has her period and he's like i don't care i'm european um and <laughs> my, name is my name is biagio and uh and so anyway he you know we just like we see her bloody tampon no i'm so glad She's you like, brought I that up because clot. that is, i was like uh, whoa <laughs> i would have been yeah. so upset if we never mentioned that i'm yeah. so glad you brought that up that is so true because i well you know how i feel about periods yes. i think you think they're i'm like usually yeah i'm fascinated by them and i'm usually a very squeamish person Mm -hmm. i am grossed out by most things related to the body Mm -hmm. but like for some reason not periods and that scene i was like oh hell yes what the heck this is so cool and i'm so glad you said that because it's so true we don't see anything i actually can't believe in all my like reading about um this show no one has mentioned more think pieces on this i'm gonna sarah let's write a think piece about the period sex scene about the period sex scene and like literally and i mean even though i mean people talk about whatever periods on on tv shows and again even though like occasional yeah so obliquely and i've never seen anyone on a tv show discuss a like period blood clot and let alone depict one i was just like and show and show the tampon yeah that wild when he also at one point he's like can i pull can i pull it out yeah honestly i i do not know like what the percentage of men is that actually know how a tampon works. Right. But I think it's far, I think it's far lower than we would like it to be. And I remember actually just like a few weeks ago, I saw this tweet that had, you know, gone viral. And this woman was, she was tweeting about how in her old group home, she had male roommates who were very lovely people. And she and her female roommate um, had once been approached by the men in the group house and they were like, hey girls, um, can you please just do a better job of wrapping up your tampons in the trash can? Because it's just kind of gross to see. Like, sorry, but do you mind? And they're like, no, but what are what are you talking about? And so the guys like went and got the trash can and they're like, see, look. And in it were just a bunch of used makeup pads. <sighs> 
<laughs> oh my god. And these two these two women were like, that's what you think a tampon is? It's like, you like, know, got mascara on it or something and it's like And like and like they're like, what? And it's like a flat you... round. Yeah. Our friend Caroline sent me this tweet and cuz she knew how much I would like it and I was cracking up because I'm like, "Oh my goodness, if you tell them actually how tampons work, those guys will lose their minds." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like So, anyway, seeing that in TV, I wonder how many men watch that and they're like then Google wait tampons. you can pull it out <laughs> like they yeah. googled like how do tampons work are they blue like in the <laughs> anyway so amazing i know i i just i was my mind was like blown by that scene and again like this is like you know even in hbo of seven or eight years ago would they have been i don't know you know like but i'm just i'm i'm happy that hbo is seemingly a place where um, women can come to uh, show a bloody tampon on screen and, and not Hallelujah. have people bat an eye. So, um, yeah, I agree. I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up. I would have been very upset. Right, if, if we forgotten. had forgotten about that. I'm I'm also, <laughs> thank, thank God, um, we got to discuss that. But So, yeah, maybe we'll check back in on... Yeah, I, I made think a story we owe this you. show another it's, discussion. So maybe at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll, for sure. We'll it's uh it's just it's if you have not checked it out, it's really, really worth watching. I also I also think it's it's worth saying, I think if you are um, you know, easily triggered by, you know, uh sexual yeah. violence, I, I think that certainly there is obviously a lot of discussion of rape and like the emotional and physical fallout from rape. But I think mercifully, even though we, we get this flashback of, of um, Arabe- uh, Arabella's experience several times, it's not, it's not like a graphic rape scene. We really only see her rapist. I, yeah. I think that's good that you brought that up as well. I I was worried about that myself yeah. and I didn't find it to be I felt the the scene the the scene with Kwame was really hard mm-hmm. to watch and also his scene in the uh at the police station yeah. was really difficult but the rest of it is done it's been just, it's being described as like a comedy drama I would say it airs more uh or not airs what's it skews what, what am I trying to say yeah. skews yeah yeah, air is not the word. Um, toward toward drama. Yeah, but there are moments of like real levity and humor, and Michaela Cole is a really and funny she's actor hilarious. And, yeah, yeah, and it's really fun to watch the friends interact. So, um, but it's but it's not too heavy, um, at all. And yeah. I would say if you're you're concerned, like the first episode, like give it a try and you'll get a taste of it. Like it it, I I agree with you. I don't think it's yeah. I mean, obviously your mileage is is going to very widely on on this kind of thing but it's there is not you know a a really graphic depiction of rape so much as it is kind of just seeing um especially with the arabella's uh rapist you kind of see him but again like there is also a a uh spectrum of of kind of rape experiences depicted on the show so again that's gonna definitely um vary with 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 you know each person but um and like in arabella's case it's she has her drink um spiked and yes the depiction of that like of just actually the how the drink or the the drug affects her is super 
accurate. Yeah. It's a very accurate show, but it's not done in a way, like you said, that makes you, it's it's not using that trauma. Right. Um, gratuitously. Never. It's never gratuitous, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it can be a, a little bit of a, it can definitely be a stressful thing to, to watch, but I think but it's But also just... it helps that each episode is only half an hour. Yes, they're short. And I love 30 minute episodes. Yeah. I love God 30 minute God bless a 30 shows. minute show. Yeah. I love it. As soon as I see that minutes, the show... Even. 29 give it to me when i saw that the show was i was expecting it to be like a a 50 minute shebang and when i saw that it was 30 minutes i was like oh i'm gonna like this yeah gonna get (laughs) gonna get deep into this one um and uh yeah so it's a really it's a really fantastic show um i feel like there was something else i was gonna say here but i don't I don't know. I keep trying to call Arabella Amabella, which was Laura Dern's <laughs> Laura character's Dern's fucking daughter on <laughs> on Big Little Lies. Yeah. Honestly, like, the no, funniest the funniest part of Big Little Lies is a hundred percent that Laura Dern's daughter is Amabella. Amabella, which is like <laughs> That's so good. What is what even? Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm like, her name is not Amabella. Okay. I kind of want to just, like, get a goldfish just to name it Amabella. Amabella. <laughs> yeah, you like, right. Um, uh, give it a, kid. throw it a little, throw it a, a disco-themed it's birthday so good. party. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're going to move on to the end of the show here. Yeah, since we've been talking for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we had a lot of trouble coming up with shows that we either wanted to watch or don't want to watch and i don't know if that's like because which is funny because we just talked about so many different shows. i know i know we really did and then even and i haven't even talked about everything i've watched i've also watched the last dance the 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 documentary series about the chicago bulls put that one on ice amanda we can talk about it i know and and a new canadian mystery show it's so stupid but wait can you just tell us the title of the canadian mystery show yeah it's called the oh shit it's <laughs> so forgettable that you it is it's just like that murdoch show it's 100 percent the same vein it's good when you're working i have it on when i'm like working so i don't actually fully follow the mysteries <laughs> I, should, I should admit so maybe they're actually really good um frankie drake that's what it is frankie drake frankie drake okay it's i like that because it sounds like okay that's interesting i like that because it also sounds like any um completely forgettable and random show that aired on like the usa network in the last 15 years like yeah, rizzoli and isles show, or yeah. whatever you know but it's so toronto it's so okay canadian. it's very canadian okay it's very canadian so you know we'll get to those but um or we won't, <laughs> or we, won't. Or we, I, we might not i mean I'm, I'm sure i could talk about like basketball drama um for a while but yeah. oh yeah right which is like mm. happening in empty in empty arenas is that well i don't know it's weird they they do have yes they the end of this month they're gonna have some games but i i as much as i love the nba and want to see games um they're using up a lot of tests on the athletes like each day oh that's good and stuff Mm -hmm. and our testing supplies and i just don't think you know you feel free to disagree but i just as much as i love professional basketball i don't think we should be using up valuable testing stock um 
on professional athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should get Who tested could... too. Everyone gets them, but not as much as they're getting tested. Right, just so they can keep throwing the ball around in the empty room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they should... And they shouldn't have to do it if they can't do it safely. Right. Ideally, we would have enough, enough testing more that than they enough could tests, do this. Yeah, for everyone to Absolutely. get tested every week. But since we yeah. don't, I, I question this. Yeah, so. that's that's fair. Um, I mean, and yet we somehow had like a difficult time coming up with shows for yeah. our watching and not watching. But well, I so mean, what are you thinking? So what am I thinking? Um, well. Yet again, uh, on HBO, um, it Room 104, which I've talked about like three times on this You're show. never excited I'm to watch I'm never excited to show that I watch, watch the watch whole it. thing. And I'm like, that was stupid. Every, <laughs> every single time. So but crazy. this is the final season of horror uh, anthology show. So um, now you won't have to do it anymore. I won't have to do it anymore, Room 104. I think it's really funny that it's airing in July. It's like this like scary... It's like very, you know, I feel like it usually airs in the fall because it's like Halloween yeah. kind of. Yeah. But um, anyway, I guess it's coming on in the middle of July. There's also interestingly a, I forgot about this, but there is a new show also coming on on HBO um, called Lovecraft Country, um, which like is HP like HP Lovecraft. Um and right. but it's a I think a like almost entirely black cast um, about uh, I think it it is like basically like a Lovecraft kind of Lovecraftian um, story. But also, you know, H.P. Lovecraft was like a notorious racist. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I think that's like. I'm very big eugenicist too. Yes, exactly. Um, real, <sighs> real questionable politics on uh, on that one. Um, not questionable, uh, condemnable. But um, you know, so ed- questionable when we're being um, <laughs> exactly. And anyway, so and but I mean, you know, Lovecraftian stories are like very much up my up my alley so this premieres in a couple of weeks i'm oh i'd be interested in that yeah i'm this it sounds creepy i you know i recommend uh watching the trailer so maybe we'll give that one maybe we'll give that one a shot too so actually that may that may not premiere until at least after the next time we talk but maybe um so i'm kind of interested in both of those creepy shows coming to hbo what about you so I think I'm going to keep watching the stuff we've been talking about because I'm enjoying that. But I also was tipped off recently to a new show on Netflix called Warrior Nun. And uh-huh. it just sounds so ludicrous. <laughs> and I think I'm going to give it a try, though. Here's the thing. I am very aware and I have become more aware as we've done this podcast that the things that I think sound great and are awesome. I I guess basically I've been becoming aware of the fact that I have a lower tolerance for trash than I always assumed I did. Because the <laughs> hmm, fact that, that does I had like me. Yeah, I had like there there were trashy shows that I would like and I assumed I'm like, oh it means I love trash. But the truth is most it just those are the just the the outliers. And Often I'll watch a show and be like, be like, just this is, 
not good and I actually can't do this anymore. So I'm going to give it a try. I might really love it, but I also might just after the first episode be like, that was bad and I'm not going to watch it. So, but I mean, Warrior, none. I believe that I saw a, this is on what platform? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I believe that I saw a like commercial or something. I saw a promo for it somewhere and I was also like, what in sweet God's name um, is, yeah. is Warrior Nun. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so ludicrous. So uh, I'll, I'll give it a try. Nun. Please be our war. <laughs> I'm glad that you can be our Warrior Nun correspondent. Be- better it's been than a couple me. months since I tried a new, like, dumb show. I feel yeah. Like. Has it? <laughs> well, what? Oh, na- name, name it. Name the last dumb one. I was going to say... Um, What's Motherland Salem? What was that? Oh, one? I never actually. I watched. That's the, but that's an example. I watched literally three minutes of it, and then it was just like, no, yeah, and then you couldn't do it. Okay, like You're literally right. three minutes. Your tolerance is not. Uh... So I say I I think I like get really excited about being like our our camp and trash correspondent and in this portion of our episodes and I'll say oh I'm gonna watch this and then I'm a liar later. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying to be like honest. It's okay. We all also know that I'm a liar in the opposite sense. You're a liar in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. where I'm like, I'm not watching this. And then, like, next episode, it's like, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole <laughs> and thing I have three thoughts. times. Yeah. And here are my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that thing I said I would never in a million years watch, I have thoughts on every episode. And, and Amanda, <laughs> that show you said would be your new favorite of 2019. You didn't watch the rest of the pilot (laughs) oh man you know this makes me think i actually have another watching um okay which you might find interesting i've been watching lost which i have never not the only person that has been watching it that for the first time during quarantine yeah it's a quarantine it's getting a little classic during yeah a classic quarantine watch uh go digging deep back into the archives is it as but is it as fun when you know the whole shtick? But I don't. Well, I know the shtick, but I don't. I've never seen the show. Yeah, but you know. But yeah, you I know. know I know the shtick. You know the ending. Uh, I only sort of know. I know. I really don't know that this. they are X. You know that. No. Well, I don't say it because I think I know, but like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm not spoiling Lost for you. I know. X years after it's happened in a show I haven't seen. But you know what's (laughs) weird is that I just like, again, it's one of these things that like would have been kind of like Unsolved Mysteries. Um, But like ostensibly just right up, right up my alley. Um, Love a... I think the fully the reason I didn't watch it was just because I didn't, at that time there was no streaming and I didn't have cable for, you know... Well, it was on ABC. It was on a, I mean, I didn't have any, I shouldn't say cable, TV. I didn't have any TV. Yeah. I didn't have TV in college, and I didn't have TV for, the, like, until I moved into um, our house, mm-hmm. I had never, like... You had never even seen a TV. I had never seen it. <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> and now and now I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I had never had, like, channels yeah. <laughs> um, through any of my 20s, or in college either. Yeah. So. I mean... It, I, I don't know. I just had Arrested Development DVDs. <laughs> so, yeah, same. But, I mean, I, I don't really, and I don't have such a, uh, 
such an excuse. I don't know why I never got into Lost. Um, Lost, so I've watched three episodes. Um, so, you know, we're still early in this journey. Um, I'm not sure that it's any good. Sorry, Lost stands. <laughs> Sorry, I think we're like not trying to use stands oh, anymore. That's you, like, <laughs> it's like maybe are not Are we not good. trying to use stand? Um, because of, because of its is about. right, because of its horrible. Um, I mean, f- you fair know, enough. yeah, or, or origin. Um, but I mean, Lost. I mean, I I think that now most people who loved Lost, I think, recognize that it's really stupid. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> well, I think that's what I'm kind of getting. At. It's not even just knowing what the uh, overall conceit, mm-hmm. like metaphor, is. It's also just the wind has been kind of knocked out of it. Yeah. I think in the intervening years. Both the I mean the writing is is fine so far, but I'm aware that it really starts to I mean, you know, this is what happened with the X Files. Like it's weighed you know, weighted down under its own sense of like Yeah, but by the time they know. made Lost they should have learned from Right, the right, right, right. Lost X-Files should have learned gets a pass because X Files. Well Well the X-Files later seasons mostly of the gets X-Files a pass, do not but like get a Chris Car- <laughs> X Files gets a pass, but Chris Carter does not. Yeah, yeah, that's my take. Right, Chris Carter, fuck you. But um, and you know, J.J. Abrams, I think, has gone on to make things that are like way better than than Lost. Um, but I, uh, the acting. Do you, you on mean? Lost. Do you mean the third new Star Wars? <laughs> Is that what we're on? <laughs> we're, I- we're getting. <laughs> you're so you're so not a star I'm wars so person. Not. I'm like, that would be so that would we would just be wading into like really controversial territory there by that because the he anyway. did the last star wars didn't he well he did the last he did, one he, he did force awakens the first of the oh, new right set. i know he did the first of and the then new he ones. did the third of the new set and that's the um, most recent one isn't it yes yeah okay and people like hated that well that's like Anakin. It's divided. Okay, divided. All right. No, Anakin. No, that's the that's the pre. Those are the pre. Not Anakin. Uh, doesn't the most recent one have what's his face's name in it? Isn't it like Rise of Skywalker? Isn't it that one? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, Lost. The acting is bad. It's just bad. It's not good. No one can convince me that um, what's his face who plays Jack. Um is a good actor sorry no and like most of these people are not good sorry oh that guy yeah that guy played by matthew fox also like a lot of these people are that just is like, your matthew fox that's right i mean who 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 so sure. whom to this day i'm still like he's from party at five <laughs> lost what um he was what's his face on his full name is matthew chandler fox that's embarrassing <laughs> should have gone by chandler it's such a normal name and yet i'm like get a load of his <laughs> this name. guy matthew yeah. matthew what kind of name is that well i think it's funny also that this was such a zeitgeisty show but like so few of these people have gone on to like to do like anything else that I think anyone I know would I feel like I hear memorable. very often people just being like oh he was in Lost right it's like okay well so we're and a like, lot of people it's like a kind of like he's like oh it's a, it's an oh that guy like Ian oh, Summerhalder no one ever cared about him again 
Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. He was in a couple of the um, Hobbits or whatever. You know, Josh Holloway. No. Daniel Day Kim, he's legitimately famous. I'm like cooing All of these, Evangeline Lilly, can you tell me who that is? You can't. You cannot. No, and you know why? Because I just looked and I saw Kate Austin and I was like, who's Kate Austin? Right, who? And I was like, no, that's the, that's the character's name. Right. But Evangeline <laughs> Lilly The guy who played, everyone like, like... <laughs> loved fucking Hurley. Okay, that guy we never saw again. Like... Yeah, but that might not be his fault. That might just be. That's true. Um, Our... Yeah. Are like society's inability to cast like people of color or like non beautiful. Right. Non standard body people. sizes. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. That's true. Um, but I mean, all these people are like, what? Naveen, yeah, Naveen like, Andrews? I don't like. I mean, I guess like Terry O'Quinn is known yes, as like I, that guy. Literally He's like a character actor. And uh, Harold uh, Preniel. Yeah. I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but I know him and he's also like been in other stuff. But I mean, Terry O'Quinn is like literally the only one, and Daniel Day Kim, I think, is like I mean, is like relatively wait, famous. Ha- Harold Perrineau. Yeah, I do that not guy. Him. He was in a lot of. He's also like a character actor, but he was much more prominent in the '90s than I think he is today. Yeah. No, I think Terry O'Quinn was honestly the only person, like the improperly named uh, Matthew Fox. Even I'm just like. That's just a name I will forget tomorrow. Yeah, no, he's super boring, um, and none of these people are particularly good actors. So, like, I, hmm. you know, but I am kind of intrigued. But you're by... gonna watch it. You're I th- gonna watch the whole thing in like a month. I might. I'm like trying to decide how dedicated I want to get to this. You know, I mean, like literally all like The Sopranos. I was like eh, at first, and then I was like, oh. And consume the entire thing in about four weeks. So, you know, but also the problem with is the problem with going back to get into like a show that aired in the early aughts on network television is that every season is going to have 25 episodes or whatever, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like at least with the Sopranos, you're like classic hbo 12 so episode seasons <laughs> i know i, I can't so stop i can't me. stop doing oh my it gosh. um you know 12 <laughs> episode seasons here we're like still in the thick of you know the show debuted 2004 uh 22 episode seasons you know yeah like yeah, and yeah. you get that's just a lot to work through yeah. especially because it's on <gasps> hulu which oh. has commercials Oh, 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 you know what I'm going to watch? I meant to put this down in the dock. Uh, so my, my friend Julia um, was so sweet and she gave me um, an account. She got a Disney Plus account and she knew that I was like not going to ever pay for Disney Plus. So she added me to her account and I am going to watch all of The Simpsons. <gasps> I've already I'm already like working my way through season it. one. Yes, so that's what I... I knew there was something I was forgetting. I love it. I'm watching The Simpsons this summer. I love it. I love this for you, Amanda. Thank you. I love Thank this for you. you. Please it's been keep really us updated on like this endeavor. It's been really fun because some episodes where I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember this. But like, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode that my family yes, would kind of watch The Simpsons. But then I had, I had two younger sisters and it was very much not a show that we would watch as a family. So then we... You know, I never, and our TV time was like kind of limited as as a kid. Um, you know, I mean, woe is me. But um, <laughs> so I didn't, 
I never really watched it. And then in college, I would watch some episodes, but I never, I was never a Simpsons completist the way people were. Very similar to how I approached the X-Files. So I'm ready to do this with the Simpsons. I'm so happy about this. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love it. And also, I have a free, uh, I got a free year to Disney Plus. Also, because I like signed up for, we got Verizon Fios when we moved. Um, that's, how Ju- that's how Julia got yeah. it. She, yeah, Fios, she, and so. she was like, I'm going to get a free year of this. So. No, I would have. She's still really nice of her, though. She gave it to like, she gave it to um, me and our friend Mike so that we could all watch moana together because we're all in different states and i've never mike and i had not seen moana i've also never uh, seen moana i gotta delve it into is disney so plus there good i just haven't that. seen like it's really lovely she's like you guys have to see it um and also i'm very proud of myself because similar to how you always say sopranos i consistently say moana <laughs> <laughs> and i like concentrated really hard a few seconds ago on saying moana yeah. because moana just comes out with my cleveland accent like very strong hey that's right too that can be right if i say it's right no it can't be <laughs> moana yeah, no, we gotta stop we gotta no, stop it's definitely not that <laughs> so what are we not watching um what are we what are what as are it turns out we're watching? watching a lot um but what are we not watching i wanted to just throw i was gonna throw in the hat for not watching um, the new entire platform um, from NBC, uh, which is Peacock, which is NBC's new... exact. Well, it's kind of like basically, if anyone is familiar with the CBS All Access um, platform of like, wait... Oh, I am, because I paid for it for, for a million for years Star Trek, just to watch right? Star, Star Trek and then forgot about right. it, though, and kept paying for <laughs> Right, right, I remember access. this. I remember this. So it's like basically the same thing where it's like, wait, don't I already just fucking get CBS and don't have to really pay for it? But now I have to pay for their, like, extra content on this other thing? Paying you schmucks twice. Right, and so now, yes, it is the same thing with NBC has decided to also create their own extra channel with like dumb content that you can you know pay to watch um we we looked through some of the programming descriptions um Mm -hmm. on peacock and it's truly seems like a heap of trash um just awful one there's like a repurposed british series starring david schwimmer for I mean, some reason, I, it could even be fine, but it stars David. Stars Schumer, David, and Schumer. I can't. I can't. And I forget I'm the sorry. name. I'm it sure had like nice the person, most generic intelligence. intelligence, right? Of course, I forgot it because it's not memorable. Um, right. Intelligence, <laughs> um, right? Why does it star David Schumer? Who's to say? Um, he was. He was available. He was. He was there. <laughs> um, and but maybe the best description that we saw is for a reality show chronicling Ryan Lochte's attempt. <laughs> but it was a documentary, right? Did we yeah, it was that? a documentary, not a series. But it's still, but, but still, like it's still on Peacock, so whatever. Yeah. Holy crud! It's could we chronicling <laughs> Ryan Lochte's attempt to make it back on Team <laughs> USA. Also, I love that like now that the. Like, Olympics aren't even, like, a thing this year. Um, it's, yeah, like, all the, the more, you know, useless. <laughs> but you guys, I, you guys, you have to watch the this trailer for the Ryan Lochte documentary because 
it's so dull and it's very clearly filmed they're like um who's gonna talk to us while everyone is uh isolating at home and it's just a bunch of old footage of ryan lochte being a doofus in rio and um then him in his home like talking about he's like and then i lied about this i just want to be a swimmer again and i just cannot think of a person less interesting to me no god who cares ryan lochte already had a reality show where like it was just about him being an idiot and this is like not even us making a point this is not us like taking a stand about no it's truly uninteresting. No, it's so boring. Hilariously. Who cares? So. It's like if anybody that was available to give NBC a series of interviews with a bunch of news clips that they could use, they decided to go with Brian Lochte. Like, is the world clamoring? Like, what's happening? I Ryan know. Lochte? Where Who has he been? asking for this? I know. And like, like, well, and it's also clearly just a basically, well, so A, first of all, I'm sure that they were planning this to like coincide with the Olympics, which air on nbc of course so it's like also oh that's an interesting you know it's like in my mind i just see this as being like cheap content for them to do during quarantine because it looks like it's a very hastily made well i'm sure it's still uh, cheap content for you know their like offshoot network but yeah i'm sure it was like basically intended as a commercial for the olympics you're right it's nbc of course yeah which of course which is right which is why it makes it funny that like the olympics aren't even happening um and like does anyone miss the olympics i don't think so like let's um, well you know how i you know i hate the olympics i do know that you hate the olympics yes I and hate like the olympics so this is like really you know in that sense this is your year amanda <laughs> i you know everyone's like everyone's like oh it's so, it's so bad that the olympics i'm and like i feel bad for the athletes yeah. and honestly if the olympics were covered better i probably wouldn't hate them as much as i do but i really hate the way specifically nbc has always couched it as this this uh you know the world coming together but then only focusing on america it's it's everything nothing about it is real and it's the most phony thing in the world and the the opening ceremony is a tremendous waste of money yeah it bankrupts the city i mean even in even in london in great britain there were people that were like forced out of their homes it's yeah truly horrible the ioc is a terrible organization i mean you know, it's FIFA's the worst, then the NFL, and then probably the IOC. Yeah. Though I don't have enough data and information um, to support that, but I mean, FIFA's definitely like no number if one. If the NFL were right, yeah, if the NFL away. were run by a Bond villain, right? But yeah. Um. But so yeah, there's a bunch of trash on Peacock. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Peacock. Peacock. Not watching. Peacock. Not watching. Peacock. <laughs> and also one more thing that I think is just stupid and funny about peacock is that um so i've also been watching 30 rock and i have like a lot to say yes. about that but then you know anyway who cares but um but well, I, the, I mean learned... the, i think the upshot is that 30 rock did not age well no yeah like most shows. right i think that there's a lot about 30 rock in retrospect that is still really funny and a lot that is like totally cringeworthy um it is also like, but yeah it's like ooh. And, um, but I, in like looking kind of for, you know, sort of, I was was like looking up, you know, whatever, 30 Rock, like, of course, in my watching it, I'm like Googling it. And, uh, apparently this week there is a, um, 30 Rock reunion happening that is, of course, again, filmed entirely from home. 
but God, this must be so boring. Yeah, like I mean, who's clamoring for this? And then, of course, also coming in the midst of like yet another uh, Tina Fey like can't being canceled for like the fourth time. But um, you know, so it seems like somewhat bad timing. Weird how it doesn't stick. Yeah, but like the point. But I I saw it was like Thirty Rock reunion. I'm like, what? Why didn't I hear about this? And then because you know. Parks and Rec did this reunion a couple of months ago, but it was, like, also to raise money. This, as it turns out, is just an extended, literally, commercial for Peacock. So it's basically just a a kind of preview of a bunch of the terrible content that will be airing on Peacock wrapped in the bow of a... 30 Rock reunion for some reason, a show that ended like, you know, eight years ago or whatever. Um, seems really stupid. Also interesting is that you, in most of the country, I believe it is, you will not be able to even watch the 30 Rock reunion because NBC affiliates, uh, affiliate stations are angry that NBC has... <laughs> you know, come up with this streaming platform, which will drive viewership because all of NBC's original programming that airs on the affiliates will be immediately available for streaming the next day, which, you know, so then why would you even bother, you know, to watch it live? So in already you know, an industry that's already taken a big hit in terms of like, you know, obviously advertising dollars, um, is is continue you know the nbc is just like driving viewers even further away from the like affiliate watching experience um so i find that pretty interesting actually so the 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 affiliates are boycotting the yeah 30 rock reunion special slash commercial for peacock so i find that pretty interesting so in unless you have comcast um which is you can easily watch it because Comcast owns NBC. Um, you know, yeah, it's like you may not even be able to see it. So I find that whole terrible imbroglio also very, very interesting. But yeah, that's interesting <sighs> because I would be more interested in watching a 30 Rock reunion than I was in Parks and Rec. Sure. I wasn't a big Parks and Rec person and I did love 30 Rock very much. Um, but yeah, the, the way this is at least. Parks and Rec had like some meat on its bones for why they were doing that. And also, you know, back in May, I don't think I talked about this, but Community, you know how much I loved the show Community, which also has episodes that, you know, or jokes in each episode that do not age well. But um, that's just, I think, par for the course when you watch anything from, you know, the Bush and early Obama years. Yeah, the mid-aughts. Yeah, but, but they did a table read. Um, and even like Donald Glover came back and it was like the first thing I think he had done with the community, um, community, um, since he left the show in the, uh, fifth season, fourth or fifth, fifth season, fifth season. Um, and it was really good. And it was just them on zoom reading the script. Um, and yeah, anyway, it was really, it was really funny. Like Pedro Pascal even like did a voice for one of the the guys that couldn't be in there i forget one of the guest stars um anyway it's very good and it was all for covid relief efforts it was a it was a charity thing and they just did it through sony's youtube channel or something so Hmm. there was like a purpose behind it other than just 
tricking people into thinking it was a real show. Like you knew that it, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like you knew that this wasn't real. You're watching because you're a big community fan and you remembered this episode. And with the 30 Rock thing, it's very much just like, it's a gimmick that they're trying to get people to get Peacock. It's not the same. It doesn't, it's not enough of an acknowledgement yeah. of what the situation is. Agreed. Agreed. Ugh. But also, if you're a community fan, the table read is actually really lovely. They're 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 okay. really funny. The whole, it's the whole it's the whole cast. It's everyone. And Dan Harmon too. Um, but yeah, interesting. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much we've done it. We did we covered all. Yeah, this was it. like a two hour episode of this podcast. So thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. If you happen to still if be you listening. yeah, we are most dedicated fan base is yeah. still listening. Hey, all five of you. Right. And also specifically Gail. Yeah, oh, Hello, Gail. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This, no, but, this but thanks to, to all of our listeners and for hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, we love this, so. Um, yeah. All right, well, until next time, Amanda. Until next time. Sorry, I just started, yeah, until next you know, time. Just... I was just singing, I was singing the song from Dr. Strangelove in my head and then forgot that I, that required a response. Until... <laughs> Wait, what's the song until... from Dr. Strangelove? Like, oh, the, uh... And that's what I was trying to do, is like, um, the, the, will, no, no, will meet again. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. Anyway, we'll meet again some sunny day. It will be, and we will still be locked in our houses and closets so yeah just drinking wine in my closet uh, <laughs> alright <laughs> bye Amanda bye good night good night